Following Christ in 2021 is not for the faint of heart. Striving to be a kingdom man isn't about packing up and taking a vacation. It's about getting your mind right, your gear packed, and heading into war. It's more important now than ever before to stand up for what's right and just in the eyes of the Lord and seek His truth. This ain't a cruise ship, fellas. It's a battleship. So buckle up and get ready for the truth, the uncomfortable truth. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining us today. If you listened to the last podcast, you know that my family and I watch American Idol. It's kind of our family thing where we sit down on Sunday nights as a family and watch the show. So this last week, we were watching this show, and all five of us in my direct family were sitting on the couch watching this show, and my youngest has gotten to where when he rips one, yeah, we're back on like bodily functions again. <laughs> this is like teenagers, te- teenager brains here. <laughs> I'll speak for myself. These other guys are really sophisticated. <laughs> That's why we're laughing like little yeah. junior high kids. <laughs> so he's sitting right by his mama, and I'm on the other side. I've been snuggled up with mama. I call her mama sometimes, my wife. I've been snuggled up with mama for probably 30 minutes. My youngest is sitting on the other side, and he rips one. And it's silent, but violent. Very, very, very stinky. Very stinky. And mama starts to get upset. Why you got to do that right here? You know, we're all sitting here on the couch. And you're ripping it and stinking the whole place up. It's ridiculous. So I saw a moment. Okay, I told you we'd been snuggling on the couch for about 30 minutes. I saw my moment to ease one out. So it would blend in with his, and I could blame it on him. Perfect plan. (laughs) Right, perfect plan. So I go to easing out. (laughs) And... It didn't ease out. <laughs> it was violently loud, and my butt was on her leg. It actually vibrated her leg. I thought you were about to say you had to get up and run to the bathroom. <laughs> I should have done that, guys. But she was already mad. <laughs> well, she, she it was. went to another level. <laughs> And justifiably so, nobody likes being pooted on. <laughs> Even like it, not 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 a regular poot. The leg shook. Mercy. She got so so mad. Again, justifiably, nobody likes being pooted on. And in her upsetness. I knew I'd messed up immediately. <laughs> you're, just, you're just cringing. Yeah, and I was trying to apologize, and I, I really felt bad about the decision that I'd made. I really did. And I could not stop laughing, <laughs> which made it worse. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to the Uncomfortable Truth. I'll open this up in prayer today, and uh, Obi's going to get started with his topic. Heavenly Father, Lord, we we thank you, Lord, for just your ever, God, just your presence, Lord, and just, Lord, your your need and your willingness to be all over us every day, Lord, we thank you for, I thank you for the guys in this room that continue to push me um, towards you, Lord, uh, we pray that you get all the glory from everything that we do, God, keep us aware of your glory and what you want in our lives. And Lord, we just give this 
this episode, this podcast to you. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, guys, it's my week. This is Obi. Um, again, we um, try to switch up weeks with different topics that we feel like are relevant, maybe something that spoke to us throughout the week that we felt convicted about, maybe uh, something that we just feel like um, the world's struggling with um, that would be a topic that would be worthwhile discussing. Uh, this week, the the topic that really um, I felt like the Lord just really put into my heart um, was the topic of mental toughness. So, when I think about mental toughness, uh, the, the first thing that my mind goes to is a, is a story, and I've got many of these stories with this particular coach. Uh, but my high school basketball coach, he is um, he's an amazing guy. He's I would say he'll he'll probably wind up in the the Texas Hall of Fame for high school basketball coaches i don't know if that's such a thing but he'll 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 be in it if it is but somebody needs to write a book about him yeah i couldn't agree more um you know it was mental toughness was was huge it was a it was a staple in the basketball program that i was a part of growing up um so i didn't play football and i was in off-season basketball so we started off-season basketball right when football season started. The first day of school, uh, we got our gear. We got prepared. Um, coach would give us the spiel. But um, at the end of the day, everybody in our community, everybody in the surrounding communities knew that the off-season basketball program at our school was a weed-out program. It was, it was a program – um, where by the end of it, you were either in or you were out on the second day. So <laughs> it, it, it was, it was not a program for the faint of heart. Um, you, you had to absolutely be mentally tough. And so all that being said, I'll never forget my freshman year. We, uh, we get to the first day. So this was my first day of actual off-season basketball program in, in our in our town and we were on the track getting ready to run a timed mile and then head to the bleachers and do bleachers we were sitting there on the start line and while we're sitting there on the start line we're wondering where coach is at and coach isn't there he's we're just sitting there waiting we're like all worried I think half of us had thrown up before we Went down to the track. We had to run down to the track, which was a, about a quarter of a mile just to get to the track from the from the uh, the locker room. So we get down to the locker room. I'm sorry. We get down to the track. We're on the start line, sitting there for about ten minutes. It's August sixteenth, and it's already a hundred plus degrees, and we can literally feel our feet burning underneath the track. And coach walks out of the locker room and full sweats he's got he's got sweatpants he's got a sweatshirt he's got another jacket over his sweatshirt he's got a toboggan on and like a face cover with a scarf (laughs) (laughs) he walks out walks onto the track it's feeling a little chilly today boys 
feeling a little chilly out here, isn't it? And we're all looking at each other thinking, oh, my gosh, this is going to be so much worse than we thought. <laughs> and you're already worried. <laughs> yes. We were already worried. And Coach walks out in full sweats. It's 104 degrees on the track. It's 104 degrees outside. It's probably 115 on the track. And um, he is in full sweats. And at the end of the day, all he was doing was letting us know that what was about to happen, everything we were experiencing our entire lives and the way that we react to them is a mindset. It's a mindset. If it's 104 degrees and you think that it's 110, then that's your mind thinking that it's 110. If it's 104 and you want to walk out thinking it's 70 degrees, is it reality? No, but it's your mindset, and it's all about how you how you um, deal with the things that you're experiencing in life. You can you can choose to look at them with a resilient mindset, or you can look at to you can look at everything with a negative mindset. And Coach was sh- proving to us that this was all going to be in how we look at it, and those types of situations and circumstances and events never stopped until after I graduated. It was always a guys, we control the way we think you think that you've given all you have, but you haven't, you think that this is the end of the world, but it's not. You think that this is adversity that you can't get past and that's just your mind. And so all that being said, we're talking about mental toughness today. Uh, when I think about mental toughness, that's one of the, the vivid things that comes to my mind. And I'm going to pose a question to you guys here in just a little bit. But, um, you know, what got me to thinking about this is I'm reading a book right now um, that's called Mental Toughness. It's written by Harvard Business Review, which basically consists of a number of Harvard business grads that have compiled a lot of data, a lot of research that they've done into a, a really cool book uh, that talks about controlling your mind and control and, and being mentally tough. Really, the book in general, it, it, it talks about um, our ability to uh, experience adversity or stress and then to uh, recover from that adversity and that stress. And so... Basically, um, ultimately, that that timeline between the moment that you experience stress and the amount of time that it takes you to recover ultimately determines how mentally tough you are. And so that's 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 what they're talking about. They're talking about um, how this this oscillation period throughout the entire book from stress to recovery, from stress to recovery. You're either in a life stress moment or you're in a life recovery moment. And so the book talks about four different realms of, of that, stre- that oscillation, that stress to recovery um, you know, situation that, that we go through on a day-in and day-out basis. There's a, there's a physical capacity, there's an emotional capacity, there's a mental capacity, and then there's a spiritual capacity. It's kind of like a pyramid. And within each of those realms, there are things that we can do to recover on those fronts. So 
there's, there's physical things that we can do to physically allow our bodies to recover. There's emotional and mental things that we can allow that we can do to allow our minds to recover. And, um, it talks about how the book talks about how each realm can flow into the next. So, uh, one example would be working out and, and being physically fit and having a good diet can, um, flow into the emotional and the mental state because those things allow you to have a better mindset. When you work out, you create for yourself a better emotional state, a better mental state. And so all that being said, we, what this book, this book has researched world renowned athletes, CEOs, it's, it's, it's researched high achievers from every level, and what they've come to find out is that the highest of the high achievers have an extremely fast recovery rate. And this is all very intriguing to me. And it's intriguing to me. I think I might have been a, psycholo- a psychologist or a psychiatrist in another life. You know, <laughs> um, and It's so cool to me uh, the way that our minds work. You know, and, and so the verse that I want to reference today is Romans 8, 5 through 7. So Romans 8, 5 through 7 reads, For those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who are according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the Spirit is life and peace, because the mind set on the flesh is hostile toward God. For it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. And what this said to me is how powerful our minds are. It, it said, it, it, and, and what this book is saying to me is how powerful our minds are and how important it is for us to find ways if we want to be in God's, if we want to experience God's joy and peace, we have to find what in our lives allows us to recover from those moments of stress. And so all that being said, what I would like to know and the question that I want to pose to you guys and, and that I would like to talk about uh, that I've, I've come to know, you know, this week, I feel like I already knew uh, a big way that I recover emotionally and mentally. Um, but I would like to know how you guys feel like you recover from the stress load that you experience on a day in and day out basis. That's good stuff. Right up my alley. I think I'm very similar to Obi in the fact that I, if I'm going to pick a book to read, it's going to be on mindset and how you think about things, uh, no matter, you know, what the overarching theme is. So, you know, I often said in coaching and working with teachers, uh, I was a middle school principal for a bunch of years, and middle school students, uh, that example of coach coming out in full winter gear at 104 degrees outside, that really resonates with me because when we're youth, we don't, our brain is not wired yet to make connections of how strong it is. It's, it's scientifically proven. It's not putting together complete thoughts. There are gaps. Um, and hopefully as we age, as men, it takes a little longer, I think, than, than uh, our counterparts, our wives and uh, women. 
those connections start happening more consistently. But I know for myself, and, and the question you posed, the more consistent I am at a few simple things, the more quickly that oscillation period occurs for me. Uh, and those things are very simply sleep, working out, what I put in my body, and how I fuel it with the, with the Word of God. And, right. it, and it, if I stay pretty much on point with that, I feel like I recover quicker. The further I get away from that, which what is happening is my mind is feeding those negative thoughts, it becomes a negative snowball rolling downhill that is very hard to stop. And I don't like being in those situations, but I've been feeling. there. Yeah. So that's, that's my thought. I don't know uh, about y'all, uh, if you've ever watched Shark Tank or, or not. I was but, watching uh, it last night. Really? Yes, sir. It's really interesting, but there's a um, one of the sharks on there that's uh, that's on there from time to time. Her name is Barbara Corcoran. Corcoran. Yeah, Corcoran. She's a uh, a real estate guru, uh, and I believe it's in New York City. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, that's correct. Well, she was on there talking about um, how the she can have two realtors working for her, and the most success. I mean, and out of the two, they can both be given 110 percent. And then you can have one that gets kicked in the dirt because they lose a big sale and takes two weeks to recover to catch back up to that to the other one. But then you have the one that loses a big sale and then like the next day they're back at it. She said the one that's the next day that recovers the quickest will outperform the other one that's working equally as hard, like ten to one. That's crazy. For me, that that just is, speaks volumes, and it, it makes me think about my own life and and the own in my own way and how I recover whenever I lose a sale or adversity uh, strikes. Yeah, when it hits uh, in my life, and I'm in sales. For those of you who don't know, uh, but it's not just about losing a sale. It could be a death of a family member. It could be so many different things that that occurs uh, during your life. And uh, for me, my focus is immediate, I immediately going to like, God, I know you allowed that to happen for a reason. And that's okay. You know, I understand. If there's a lesson to be learned, show me. Reveal that lesson to me and let's move forward. And I just don't, I am, my glass is always half full, man. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I, I just don't have time to sit around and, and don't get me wrong, I understand there's a grieving process. If it's the debt, you know, if, it, if it's something tragic. Yeah. But nine times out of ten, it's not something tragic. It's something petty nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. okay? Um, so I don't want to sound unsympathetic whenever it comes to, uh, you know, serious adversity. It might be a terminal illness. It might be a death. I, those are the two that pop up into my head immediately. Well, trauma is in all different levels. Sure. There's 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 low levels of trauma, there's high levels of trauma, but again, that trauma is the stress that we're talking about. Sure. It's, it's the adversity that strikes. And, sure. And your ability to deal with the small things is going to absolutely, I think, um, influence the way that you deal with the big the big things as well. Yeah. Right? No doubt about right. it. And uh, you know, but for, for me, it's immediately a spiritual I immediately go to a spiritual place, okay, uh, you know, and just kind of questioning, but accepting that this was God's will, and then moving forward. I mean, um, you know, uh, and 
which, um, sorry, Tony Robbins, but I'm not a super big fan. But he does have a rule. It's a two-minute rule, okay? His rule is I, I can only get down for two minutes about this or only allow this to cause anger in my heart or allow me to be upset for a couple minutes. And then, and then I, you know, I, I basically, you know, put up that mental block and then move forward. Mm-hmm. And I believe whenever we can learn to do that – uh, and then turn to God and, and understand that this was God's will. It's gonna, uh, I believe, it's gonna allow us to move um, to recover. Faster. Yeah, to, not only to recover, uh, but to be more successful in every aspect of our life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's in our marriage, uh, whether it's in our careers or whatnot. When you mentioned mental toughness, I immediately uh, thought about a guy. He has a show called Meat Eater on Netflix, or maybe Outdoor Channel, but it's on Netflix too. His name's Steve Ranella. And Steve goes all around the world hunting. This guy will hunt anywhere and everywhere that he feels like he can harvest uh, an animal. And it's for the love of it. But what, so some of the places he's been, he's been to Alaska, um, many places that are terrible hunting conditions where it'll, rain for 10 days straight or it's uh 10 degrees for 10 days straight just just super uncomfortable he'll do these things sometimes by himself just go out in the woods and and camp and hunt by himself and he said one time really resonated with me he said that the moments in the moment the ones that are the most terrible that he has to push through the most and really use his mind to get through those moments and, and have mental toughness, just terrible situations are the ones that he always comes back to that he remembers that created the most growth in his life. Yeah. And so those uncomfortable, truly big-time uncomfortable moments in our life, we can do one of two things with them. We can take them and learn from them because they're going to stick in your mind. The worst moments of your life are going to stick in your mind. We can take them and grow from them and allow the Lord to use those moments to glorify him, or we can cower down and say, why is this happening to me? Yeah, I think I think that the book talks about, you know, okay, which one's more important, the recovery phase or the stress phase? Mm. And the book argues that the stress phase is absolutely the more important because ultimately the the stress that we deal with um, has to do with or the stress that we deal with is ultimately what allows us to create going through that adversity. And the Bible talks a lot about Mm this, um, you know, that we should welcome adversity because it's going to increase our recovery time. And, and so it's, like I said, this is a super interesting topic to me, like what Shane said, uh, the, that during the moments of stress or the hardest times in your life, the moments of trauma, you can choose to have a traumatic effect from it or uh, what the book calls it is you either either have PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress syndrome, Mm -hmm. I think, Mm -hmm. if that's right, or or you have um, post-traumatic growth. Mm. 
and 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 the way that so so this guy that's that's one of the lead authors in this book is talking he actually advises the military and and because the military called him to come in and try to help them develop a plan to get their soldiers through these post traumatic stress disorders that they was that was becoming so prevalent in the mm-hmm. in the military and he basically says that he, he's training all of these leaders in the military to then train the military that it's not a stress disorder, it's post-traumatic growth, that they have to look at it. Just looking at it differently is going to allow them to be more resilient in their process of coming through it and recovering quicker. And so, again, you welcome that adversity or you dread it and in after the it's almost like it's gonna happen Mm -hmm. you know we we have to understand that life is gonna throw us curveballs we're gonna have speed bumps and ultimately our outlook on that event in our life whether we choose to accept the fact that we're going to grow from it or whether we choose the fact that we're gonna fall and not get up is up to us and um I believe that the Bible teaches that we should welcome welcome that adversity because we're going to grow from it. I love that, Obi. You know, the Bible, anytime you read the Bible and you, you find any character in the Bible that had just a hard-to-fathom impact on God's kingdom, they're going through adversity. And they're either running away from it or they start going towards it and then that's when the magic starts happening for the Lord's kingdom. So when you think about that, I think about one thing that's always stuck out to me in the last three or four years is our tests become our testimony. When we experience traumatic events to us, and it's different levels for everybody based off our walk and what we've done and haven't experienced, that test is going to always become one of two things in my mind. It's going to become an anchor that we swim with forever, or it becomes a propeller that starts pushing us through life in healthy ways. Uh, and I think it goes back to, I think what Sean said earlier about just going, you know, what do you got for me, Lord? What, what am I to learn from this that can help me point people to you? You know, as simple as that. So, you know, that's a, I love that uh, mental toughness and, you know, we all have kids here. And so with kids, I think we're all trying to teach this in some way or another. And I wouldn't say my presentation on this is always stellar with my kids because I just want them to man up and figure it out. And that's <laughs> not what you tell a four-year-old. <laughs> Why not? I know, I know, exactly. Um, but mindset is huge. You give two people the same problem, one's going to excel and one's going to just get anchored down by it forever. And I don't know about you guys, but when I'm in a room of people, I notice those people who excel with trauma. I'm drawn to them. Some some people it takes. Uh, some people have it naturally, no doubt. And some people have to learn it, mm-hmm. and and that's okay. Yeah, that's that, right. It, it, it surrounds yourself with people that you see that you know what that they kind of stick out. You mm-hmm. know what? Why is that guy always thinking with a optimistic spirit Mm -hmm. you know i mean what what you know i want to know 
because it's not easy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the older we get, the more setbacks we experience, the more problems that become uh, prevalent in our lives. They, more, they become more real. Everything. Because your brain's connect, starting to connect the dots, like no Brandon doubt. was saying. Exactly. Uh, <clears throat> I watch entrepreneurs and listen to entrepreneurs on podcast and YouTube. And anyway, um, one that kind of stands out to me uh, that loves running into the fire uh, is Gary Vaynerchuk. He's a cussing rascal, but I'll tell you what. <laughs> that, <laughs> yes. that, that guy's a go-getter. Uh-huh. He really is. He's a year older than me, and uh, he's um, he's done some pretty impressive things in his life uh, in business. And uh, he said his favorite place to be where he feels the most comfortable is inside the fire and figuring out what is wrong inside of this business and correcting it cutting the fat out of the business and, and making it happen. And it, it just makes me think about adversity and how you said, Obi, you said some people are just natural. I think he's one of those guys that's just a natural uh, figure-it-out guy in the midst of adversity. Um, I used to think I had some naturalness to it. Uh, <laughs> and and then, uh, like you said just a minute ago, Shane, the dots started to connect and, and, and it gets all more real and everything gets – just so much more real, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and it, it like the thought of your kids getting sick and the thought of, you know, you, you, you know, the, more, the older you get, the closer you get to dying. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. the facts of life. So life, just as we know it, every year that we're alive becomes a little bit more real. And, um, I just, oh, Honest, I mean, to all our listeners, I don't know how I could get through it without finding Jesus. Amen. Yeah, and there's <laughs> such a support in that. I, I mean, yeah, absolutely. There's just such a there's such a support system in that. the The Father is He's just in those moments with me. I know that now, mm-hmm. and I'm able to get through those those uh those moments of of stress i'm i'm able to recover quicker because that's my recovery mm-hmm. my recovery is you know i'm I, I feel i've got i've got three different offices that i run between usually when i step out of one i've been dealing with fires the entire time i was there i step into my into my safe zone of my truck and i turn on um uh, the music and I start praising Jesus. Amen. I start Amen. worshiping, and you know the the elevation worship song "Graves and Gardens" has has really been speaking to me this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Super song. Oh, it's so yeah. awesome. Um, you know the 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 first two lines of that song. Um, I'm trying to think how it starts out, but I'm telling you, whoever wrote it which I believe Stephen Furtick wrote this song. Did he? Yes, he did, actually. Um, he, he, I found out, has written like over 300 songs, and many of the songs that we hear on the radio right now, Stephen and, and some of his co-authors wrote. But While you're looking that up. Yeah. Um, I searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. Mm-hmm. Man's empty praise mm-hmm. and treasures that fade. Keep going. It stops right there. I can't see that. <laughs> While you're pulling that up, um, I think of, uh, you know, imagine the things that you, listeners out there, imagine the things that, that you have to do today. And if you can, write down a list 
that always helps me. But write down a list of the things that you have to accomplish today. And then our natural tendency is to do which ones first? The easiest. The easiest ones. 100%. Why? Because it's comfortable. There you go. You were setting me up and I hit it. There we go. It's not. Our natural tendency seems to not promote mental toughness. All right. It looks like you got it pulled up. Yeah, I've got it. And, And first of all, I got in my truck on Tuesday afternoon after leaving one of my offices. It had been a very stressful afternoon and I get in the I get in the truck I haven't been in the truck for 10 seconds and boom this song comes on and you know sometimes we just hear a song and we just like it we don't necessarily Mm -hmm. listen to the words but I was like I was in the words and it says I searched the world but it couldn't fill me man's empty praise and treasures that fade are never enough and it says then you came along and put me back together, and every desire is now satisfied here in your love. Mm-hmm. And I ain't gonna lie, guys. When I heard that, I nearly <laughs> broke it down. <laughs> I was like, "Lord, thank you." Amen. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it was just—it yeah. it was a praise moment. I was yeah. just like, "Gosh, you knew I needed that at that moment." Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm—I'm I'm not gonna. I'm not going to find my worth. I'm not going to feel, you know, anything in in my spirit with the things of this world. And and you came along and you just put me back together. Mm -hmm. And and, and he does it every time, guys. It's it's amazing. And so that's pretty awesome. Worship, worship music for me, recovery. You know, that's that that does that's a. That speaks to me. Um, I'm right there with you. I bet we both have beautiful voices too. You know, <laughs> oh, we, oh, we can sing pretty good. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I've heard I can't. Him. Not I heard me. Him. Uh, I like it. I, I'm with you, Obi. I'll, I'll just t- jam the music up here lately, and I'm like, you know what? If I can't be praising the Lord going down the road and be proud of that, then I'm not really living for Jesus. Right. You know. Now, if somebody's in the car, I'm going to spare them. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. Unless it's my kids, but. Uh, One little tip as a practical thought that I have really benefited from uh, when I think about adversity is changing one word. And that is today when you're going to do said thing that's on your list of things to do today, ask yourself how you think about it or how you talk about it. And if you say I have to, which we're all guilty of, change have to get get to I get to I get to go do this thing that's uncomfortable I get to go tell this person uh, the truth about something that my job requires that's uncomfortable and it will become a habit that's very beneficial for your mindset I couldn't agree more for you non-southerners out there (laughs) get get is get get excuse me excuse me I get to um Obi was talking about music and how how Lord uses that in his life to recover so that's just to give you guys something to listen to today Elevation Worship, all their stuff is good. Another guy that sings that song is Brandon Lake. And yes. his his whole CD, I say CD. Yeah, Brandon, <laughs> Brandon, how old are you? I'm way old. Brandon actually sings it with Elevation yes, Worship. Yeah, I yeah. think he, he may have helped write that song. But his whole album is really incredible. I'll listen to that thing. And like that's one of those that the, the Lord specifically uses. Music is a, is a wonderful, wonderful thing that God created for his glory. It's all over the Bible. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Well, just wrapping it up, guys. Um, my goal today was to hopefully encourage you to have a healthy state of mind and to inform you that God desires us to have a healthy state of mind and that ultimately having that healthy state of mind um, exists. It happens whenever our eyes are on him. Amen. Um, and so we, if we, if we choose to keep our eyes on him, keep our eyes to him, seek him, stay in alignment with him, we are going to get to experience a healthy mindset, which to be honest in this day and age is, is a rare thing. Um, there, there's so many people that are struggling trying to figure out life and it's such a mental battle. And, um, the Lord tells us that we will experience peace and joy whenever we keep our mind on him. So, uh, I hope that's what, what you can take from, from our time here today. Good stuff, Abby. Thanks for joining us today. The Bible verse, verses of the day was Romans 8, 5 through 7. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed the flesh, the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Thanks for joining us today. If you'd like to email us, uh, it's realuncomfortabletruth at gmail.com. Shoot us your questions, comments, prayer requests, and go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one. Please.